Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Live It, Love It, Fuck It. Tonight, I have a special guest. I actually have Nadia, a sexpert from Toronto, Canada, who actually is an amazing person through TikTok, IG, YouTube. I follow her, and I had to get on the show. To be honest with you, Nadia, I'm so happy to even have you here. Like, you know, a sex guru Thank in my so eyes. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I'm very excited. As, as I said, I, I just love to share information about everything. It's just like much better uh, to share it than keep it. So I'm open. So like sexpert, sex therapist, what's the difference? Therapist would be someone who would study 10 years in like the academically, very like straightforward whatever sexpert however study like uh, some courses take some courses some stuff like that and it's not necessarily straightforward and you cannot call yourself a therapist because therapist would be someone who is like counseling people i would say that sex subject sex is so understudied that even in terms of like a, a therapists i would actually argue that there would be a bunch of therapists who actually don't know enough about the subject or who apply their own perceptions on sex. There are a bunch, for example, with uh, problems with around like kinky people and they try to like calm them down. It's like I've been studying sex um, more than 10 years, like religiously because it was like my passion and I was just really curious about it. So for me to like talk about, I have a couple of therapists who I really love and I, I think they're amazing and they're my inspiration. One of them is Esther Burrow. Like my bar is high basically in terms of what I would uh, call someone who is legit and like you could actually listen to. I always feel like when you come to, when it comes to like a therapist, sex therapist, I feel like it must be someone who's done it all, who's experienced all to give an opinion, don't you think? I've not done it all. I'm, I'm pretty open, but I haven't done it all. So I couldn't say that, yeah, you should done it all. I think you should be very open-minded for everyone. Actually, the biggest assumption people make about me is that I'm the kinkiest person ever, just because <laughs> so open-minded. And reality is actually the more, more open you are and more less, like, less judgy you are, you actually are more, more uh, light. No, yeah. I mean, I think about it when when I watch your videos on, and by the way, they're great videos to watch. It's like, wow, I feel like I can relate to a lot of them. Or I'll be like, wow, I know my friend told me the exact same thing. And I think when it comes to sex, people are a little nervous. When I was young, I was always told that sex was something sacred. Sex was something you got to do when you get married or when someone falls in love. Newer generations, newer people, all I hear now is you better go experiment, go out there, get to know your body more, feel free to explore. I don't know. Well, when I, I, grew, I grew up in very oppressed, that we didn't have any, like, we didn't have any sex ed or anything in school, nothing like that. Really? It was, sex was, like, extremely demonized. And the, one of the reasons why I studied and why I was so interested in sex was because I realized that people just entire cultures everywhere uh, demonizing sex for some reason while it was so good for you human brain and body both benefit from good sex how is it they literally everyone <laughs> makes it sound like it's a horrible thing to do exactly and- i think exactly the same way <laughs> I-, I feel like i mean you hit you hit it right there when i talk about um people sometimes drink they use drinking as a coping mechanism they use smoking as a coping mechanism and other people use sex as coping coping mechanisms and i'm like yeah sometimes 
you know, the orgasm is a great feeling to have. You stressed out, have an orgasm. Actually, today's world is very interesting because uh, we have sex like everywhere. We talk about sex. We, um, we have it on TV. We have it in movies, whatever, right? And yet it's still demonized. Now it's a different way of demonizing. Now it's like, uh, we, all we talk about is like someone is cheating and like some athlete cheated on his wife and what a whore, like yes. all we talk, and, and like child abuse and like pornography and it's horrible. And like, all we talk about sex is also still the negatives. We don't see mainstream anything talking about sex in a positive way anywhere. You know what? I've been questioned. Some of my friends sometimes when they tell me, hey, LJ, I'm stressed out. Bust one in your bathroom. They're like, what? I'm like, yeah, go, go masturbate. Or something. They're like, why? Why would you ask them? How uncomfortable? I'm like, because if I tell you go have a drink and let's get fucked up and let's get drunk. Yeah. Say, yes. You know, you know, but we'll get a hangover and a headache. God knows what could happen. Or let's go yeah. smoke. Oh, no. Same thing. So I'm asking you, if you're tense, you're stressed, you know, go pop one in the bathroom or go, you know, watch porn or something. Thing about that though is that if some people are too depressed already, sometimes um, sexual desire keeps them going, and if they bust it out, uh, they actually get more depressed. That's why there is there is the post orgasm depression or something like that. that really, um, I never heard of that. It's because your natural because their natural uh, level of despair, I guess, <laughs> was here, and their their drive was uh, keeping them here, and then all of a sudden they the drive too much in certain cases i would say that masturbation might not help actual sex might do though because it's a, a great energy exchange sex is something diff different masturbation could not go close to sex in terms of like what it gives you actually mentally i was always comparing it to like an aspirin i've always told like sometimes that release stresses de-stresses your mind and studies shows that they say it's the best type of no it is medicine, good. Right? good in most cases it is good but there are also parts when, when people, for, for example, are so ashamed of masturbation that they feel horrible about themselves afterwards. So guilt. Didn't you mention this in one of your posts about if someone cries after sex? Yeah, well, I did the entire questionnaire on wow. that because a bunch of people cry after sex. <laughs> Not all of them. Most of them actually cry out of pleasure. Really? It's amazing like how all these people come to you and they send you questions after questions. How do you react to all this? Is it normal for you after a while? Yeah, it's so normal. Now it's so normal. It's like now all I wish is that I could read faster. <laughs> <laughs> this entire time, I've definitely had some questions that I went like, what the actual fuck? I, I did have some questions like that. I can't so, even repeat. I can't repeat. Really? You can't even tell me at least one, just one, one of the weirdest things or one of the, I mean, something that caught you off guard. Because when you talk about sex, I feel like I could like, listen to anyone talk about sex, but if someone tells you something that makes me go like, whoa, that's just out of the world, maybe. Is that something that you heard? I, I think I think the ones that are actually like, the people like asking me like, is it okay? Like, is it normal? Like talking about incest and stuff like oh, that. No. Like, yeah, I just can't, I can't, I cannot <laughs> comment. I cannot comprehend. I cannot talk about it. I think it's way okay. too out of my comfort zone. Got it. I don't judge. Even that one, I don't judge. It's just, it's so much that I don't even want to talk about, but I do not judge regardless. Do you remember when you first started, like your first questions you received? So I can't come clean here because first ever <laughs> was a fake. Oh, really? 
Yeah, I asked my friend to DM me and then I cut it out. Because first one, who's going to ask you first, obviously. Okay. But after that, I didn't do anything and people started asking questions. Like first one that I, I made her ask me was about threesome, which was way out of uh, what most people actually ask me. <laughs> most people ask me more simple things. Being a sex expert, I mean, when you go out and you meet people or when you're on the internet, like when you first did TikTok, right? Like, what was your goal? I can tell you a story, actually, how I started. I got fired from a job that I liked okay. in March because of COVID. And I cried for an hour. And then I walked and with my uh, coffee and tequila in it. Don't do it. It's not worth it. And I walked and I was like, okay, entire my life, I wanted to do something around sex i always wanted to be like next in savage or talk about sex just in general i wanted to like talk about my passion because i had knowledge 10 years accumulated so um i was like okay if nothing is working out and like these this last firing literally punched me in the face with letting me know that i should go for my dreams i was like okay this is it i was like this is the time i have to start talking about it or then when because I was, I lost everything, basically. I always wanted to talk about sex and I've studied it. I have enough knowledge to start. I was just afraid because it's like, when you start talking about sex online, it's like, you better make it or it's scary, you know? I didn't think about that at the time though, because I was like, well, I don't care anymore. If I don't make it, what the fuck? I don't care. And that's why I always call my show, Fuck It. I call it the fuck it part of life. When you just say, yeah. fuck it, I'm gonna do it. I was literally like that. I was like, fuck this. I don't care. I hated my voice, first of all, which is funny because I get compliments every other day about my voice. And I was like, I hate my voice. I am horrible at camera. Like, I didn't know. Like, I, it was so cringy when I started. It was cringy videos. I can't watch them anymore. Like, it's just. Really? I mean, when I first saw your first, so, first video, you had. So you had, cringy. You had your hair down. You had glasses on. I'm like. And, and the confidence that was coming out of your voice, I'm like, wow, she's, <laughs> wow, what the hell? Am I just sitting here watching for like 10 minutes, videos at the video? I'm learning. And then I sent it to my friends and they're asking me like, yo, LJ, did you hear her accent? I'm like, forget the accent. It's <laughs> it's perfect. The accent with the sex, like, hello. Like, you're teaching me. Teach me more. Like, I felt like you were teaching like a seminar for a lot of us. People just, I we which is so funny because sometimes you'll be scared of something that you have or you don't like something you have, and that's exactly the thing that people will go crazy for. Like I've got compliments about my voice and accent so much, and I was scared of my English, you know, start speaking. I was scared of my like people judging me on my English, and I was hating my voice. No, it's the two things that people love. Oh yeah, screw that. I mean, hey, listen, if it works, it works. But when did you know, like, you wow, this is it? When I got reached two hundred thousand, for me that this this means I should be doing this. I was like, okay, I had a day where I was so happy that I couldn't even eat out of happiness. Have you ever wow. had a day like that? I've had a couple of days like that in my entire life, maybe a, f- but- a few. I because think, like you know from yeah. from from sadness you might have such a sad day but that you cannot eat but oh hell yeah the pressure mode from yeah from happiness i only had like few <laughs> so I mean, that was one of them what what video made went viral for you do you remember your first viral video yeah. that went out yeah first viral videos were about porn i was saying like don't watch porn really um 
Yeah, I make it important, kind of. No, like, not. I'm not saying it's like all bad. All I'm saying is it's that it significantly decreases your real life. Thank you. Oh my God, it's just debates. At the I've gone hours debating with this with people. You're right though. Like the, the alternate reality is like virtual reality, watching porn, and then somehow you expect that to be real life and it's like you're literally slowly slowly with no, without knowing training your mind to like something specific and porn is doing something to your brain that is like your brain doesn't really work it just absorbs when huh. you are in an interaction with another person your brain works but when you're watching porn you're literally just absorbing the information and remembering okay this is <laughs> this is what i like i, I want to know more let's get straight to the q's and a's because i feel like i feel like we could get so let's much go yeah so these questions came from a lot of my followers and viewers. Let's see. And if you could give me the best answer, that'd be great. So one of the first question is, is there a psychological problem why men don't want to go down on a woman? I mean, in other words, have oral sex to a woman. So I think it, uh, that is very much uh, depending on a culture, I think. Um, in, in my culture, for example, in Georgia, it was very frowned upon. If men would like, yeah. Um, men going down on women was was considered um, unmanly. Really, I'm, I don't remember so much as like because I was like really little. I was growing up and I didn't really. I don't remember in detail why and how it was, but I remember that part that it was like not so manly to do so, and that uh, it was like more like my generation and younger who started doing it. It was cool in my generation, but before that, it was not cool. I think that's like one of the first things you had to do when I was young growing up. You have like they told you you have to learn how to so, do this. Yeah, so I think it is depending on the culture. So if culture was maybe uh, telling men that it's unmanly or it's uncool, they wouldn't do it, I guess, in that case. But there's no other psychological reason behind it, really, other than some kind of cultural background, I think. I always felt like maybe they're not experienced enough or they don't feel str- like strong and passionate. They know they know what they're doing, maybe. That oh, they just don't want no. to do it? No? No, 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 no. It was literally like, like I've heard, yeah, men say about each like other. It. Like men laugh at others. Like, oh, I heard he's going down. Really? <laughs> I hear. Yeah. We have guide to Yeah, there, there, tells were, me there that. were even nicknames for it. There were nicknames really? for it. I can't remember right now, but they were for sure. How about when, how about when a woman says that she don't like going down on a man? Like it just looks disgusting or it looks like a I've heard, bullseye. I've heard women say that too um, about like, I don't know what to do. She was like a couple of girls actually DMing me that they hate how penis looks, but they like men. And I'm like, I don't know what to do with this. <laughs> because like, how do I make you like a penis? I don't know. <laughs> it's like. In practice. It's, uh, because it's, uh, I think it just comes from generally just demonizing sex and sexual, the general demonizing anyone's genitalia. Like uh, growing up, most people hear this, oh, don't touch it, you, it's uh, dirty, don't like all kinds of, uh, all, all kinds of names for their genitals and none of them are good. So I'm guessing it's starting from there. Like when have you heard anything, any type of good um, name for a genitalia? Now everyone's using the eggplant emo. The, egg, the eggplant emo. Well, most- at least now we have something. <laughs> a peach. We have a peach and eggplant. Great. But I'm saying literally every other time we didn't have anything. So it could be culture. How, so yeah. another yeah. question. How can I separate 
the fucking from the feelings. I never had sex outside a relationship, but I feel I want to explore. How can I do do this transition? First of all, I would say that once you start and you have at least one a successful sex without feelings, then you realize that yeah, you can do it, and uh, you you'll be happy with it. Um, first of all, you have to realize that yeah, love and sex are not the same thing. The get go. I just made a video about that the other day. Someone was like asking something, or someone commented something about uh, Natia stop ruining it. Love and sex are the same thing. I'm like, no, actually, like in um, um, in ancient Greece, they thought love was a sickness and they need to need to be cured. And in um, what era of Middle Ages, French, I think, uh, we're thinking that love needed to be cured as well. And only way to be cured was to have sex uh, with either the one that you loved or anyone else. Oh <laughs> you my know? God. Sounds you like some... <laughs> You need to get it out of your head, basically. That's what they were thinking with love. So sex and separating the feelings with a fucking, that's a cool. So yeah, so it. the actual like practical help now in that case would be to think of us, think of sex act, not as just a sex act, but you can think of it as a compacted love act. So you can think of the entire, the sex that you are about to have with someone, you can think of it as you are having small portion of the love act. I don't know if I'm communicating this properly, but like to uh, basically think of it as not not as dirty or anything. You are exchanging amazing energy. You are um, exchanging uh, pleasure, and it's just a good thing. Inherently, if you think that sex is a bad thing, that that's when you have a problem of having it without love. If you think that it's a good thing and you're enjoying it, it's a pleasure exchange, and it, yeah, I've it heard I've, I've heard the same theory when. In the past, I, I had a friend of mine that told me I had sex with one person for almost 10 years. And then they broke up with this person and they said, I can never have sex ever again because I spent 10 years with that person and no one will ever touch me the way this person touched me. And then I don't know what happened during a vacation trip for like a week. They went somewhere and they said, oh, my God, I came back and this person gave me the best sex I ever had. I hardly met this person. We just had good chemistry. And oh my God, what the hell? I feel dirty. I feel weird. I feel like I didn't know myself for 10 years. I'm like, congratulations. You just pretty <laughs> much are exploring. It, you're, it's, you're yeah. entitled. Your body changes. Your mentality changes. What you like 10 years ago may not be different now. Sexual, your sexuality is one thing that for sure changes. Like it does not stay sane. Everybody's sexuality changes. I think You're, people don't know, understand that very much. Like the person, the way you had sex 10 years ago could change the way it is sex now. Absolutely. It's not the same. It can't be the same. You are growing, you are changing. How would your sex life stay the same? I don't know. That's why the the natural, like whatever they call the monogamy, I kind of question because I don't see how you can promise someone that you'll be this way in 20 years. Interesting. When it's you true. don't know yourself. Oh, of course. I mean, you I mean, are a fool, yeah. basically. Yeah, you're lying to yourself. But sometimes I do think that I'm maybe saying too much. Maybe not everybody need to uh, understand or know that maybe. And maybe some people need to be a little bit clueless in terms of that. But is it fair to say that, let's say you have one partner who knows it all, done it all, explored out, while you have another partner who's just very, very, very inexperienced or just sees the world out of love? 
And of course, that's when things don't work out because one person may expect more than the other. And then, you know, I, that's what I think when it comes to sex, it's very important for you to communicate. Thing about communication is that people say that word so much and most people don't understand what it means. They're like, communicate. They're like, okay, I want these. No, like you have to say the hardest things. People understood that com actual communication is you saying things that you are even afraid to say. That's the communication. If you are not scared to say things, you are hiding things in terms so of- Is it building trust first cases, and then communication? In most cases, no, no, no. I think when we say communication, we need to clear it. Uh, we need to make like really- No, I, I think you're right. I, I, didn't, I didn't view it that way, but I kind of makes sense. It makes sense. Because whenever people like uh, comment under my videos and they, the most common thing everybody says is, oh, communication, yeah, communicate, communicate. I'm like, yeah, but that person actually doesn't understand what that means. You are saying communicate, but they don't get it. I think about communication is being honest, which it was, you're right. You have to be honest. Say the things you're scared the most. Say the things you fantasize the most without feeling afraid that your partner may reject it. Yeah. 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 And that's what they don't do. <laughs> cool. I mean, you're right. Another question is, how much is too much mm -hmm. porn? <sighs> Obviously, it depends on the person. So, you know um, what? I'll, I'll, give I my, I'll, I'll give you my example first. So you could get, growing up. Well, when I was younger, we didn't have internet as much as it was. I was curious with porn because, you know, the websites were free and you get to see a category of many stuff. If you ask me how much, how many times I watch porn, every two weeks, I'll take a glimpse of something that curiosity shows up. As you get older, I'm like, hmm. I've had friends that tell me I got to watch at least twice a day. I'm like, what you mean twice a day? He's like, I need to watch it twice yeah, well, a day. Um, the, most people actually watch around like at least once a day. Really? I don't want to put obviously my personal uh, no, personal appearances, right? Because it's it's not what everybody is doing. So no matter how much I say that porn is bad, people will keep watching. It's literally the most growing industry. Next year, it's estimated way more than this year. This and pandemic next year especially. Again. Oh my God, during the COVID. Gaming industry and porn industry is estimated to grow like insane next couple of years. So oh, I'm not expecting people to stop watching it. I'm just um, saying that it's just going to significantly decrease everybody's actual sex life. And so if someone was in, in a relationship, I would say, I would actually suggest not to watch almost at all or once in a blue moon. Uh, if you're single and you have no one to have sex with, like, how can I tell you not to watch porn? Like, it's kind of unfair, right? Like, you, what are you going to do? Because you can always untrain yourself, basically. You can always, like, quit porn and uh, kind of uh, stay a little bit off for some time. Let's say you didn't watch porn for, like, three months. You'll be back to kind of normal in terms of, like, what you now what you see as beautiful or hot or sexy. But if you are watching every day and you are also married, then you have a problem. <laughs> If you're overwatching in a relationship, that's a bigger problem than if you're overwatching in a long. So if you're in a relationship, you should be questioning yourself, why are you watching porn? Uh, no, 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 no. It means nothing. People are like, oh, it's like, oh, does he, you know, like me anymore? It's like, no. It's oh, just, yeah, definitely. I get easy. those answers. But the answer is no, he doesn't not like you anymore. It's just very fucking easy to uh, turn the screen on, watch it jerk off finish it versus uh court you um make entire thing uh, have sex with you and then finish like it's a completely different thing and just easier 
So yeah, so one of the other questions later on I had was that exactly same thing. Uh, some female wrote to me saying that she gets angry that her man prefers watching porn and masturbating than actually trying to have sex with me. Well, that is a problem because if she's horny there, okay, not getting sex with him just because he's lazy uh, and he prefers to watch porn, that's what I'm saying is also a problem with uh, watching porn, not just not just that he's visual uh, preferences and he what's considered sexy for him changes and it's a problem but also um that you are not actually satisfying your partner like what are you doing and that leads on to my next question actually is it normal to crave sex a lot more than men do yes that is so normal that is so that's normal. good i think that's hot <laughs> i think that's it's hot. just it's just a stereotype then stereotypical thinking that somehow men are hornier. That is a, one of the biggest bullshits that I actually hear. Most women who are actually very comfortable with themselves and who actually know that they uh, like sex, they get get off. They mostly have higher sex start. I've met more women complaining that they're not getting enough sex with their partners than men who complain that. Really? And that's and I'm talking about in person. I do get more DMs from men who don't get. It. I mean, that's great. I mean, you, you, you're, giving, you're yeah. the sex part here, so you're giving me the facts, you know? Yeah, so so on my DMs, I would say, the, yeah, there are probably more men who complain about that or kind of same. In personal life, I've met more pe- more women who are not getting as much as they would like comparison to men. I mean, I always feel like, hey, if you met someone who's so comfortable with the body, that's great. Yeah, so so for guys, when they complain about their women not being uh, so horny or whatever, it's society that they train, society trained them literally to be afraid of their sexuality. Therefore, they don't really crave sex because they don't think sex is for them. I, I've met pe- people, especially with certain careers, that they don't think sex is that serious. They don't think it's a big deal. They're like, whatever, I'll have it whenever I have to, but it's it's not empowering for them. They don't, they want to be in charge. So it does it have to do anything with like kink, like BDSM type of stuff, like submissive and dominance. That's a couple of different subjects, I think. Like okay. in terms of like what, I don't know what you're asking exactly because it's like uh, kink, BDSM, whatever, who's in charge and not in charge. That's a very different subject. Do, do you have a more direction? So she was explaining to me that she does not like having sex all the time, that she prefers asking. She wants to have sex when she wants only. Why does a man always have to ask for sex all the time? She feels it's better for her to ask it because she feels like she has to be, she's in control and she's in power. But isn't okay. it women always in charge of sex, period? Because in the, in the end of the day, you have to convince the woman to want to have sex with you? Kind of. Um, yeah, kind of. But why would, why would power be such a problem when it comes to sex? There are some people who think it's about power. I don't think it's about power, but some people think it's about power. I think in, in that case, when you're saying like, oh, uh, she would prefer to like go and like to ask, I think that that comes from something, it's just slightly mismatched libido, I think. And the person who is usually lower libido would feel always that. And that's just an excuse for them to ask you because you just have higher libido. Bunch of couples have same problem. That's interesting. Because, because someone who just doesn't want sex as much thinks that you're asking too much but you're not asking too much you're asking just enough that the least amount that you need and then someone who doesn't want as much think that you're asking way too much it's just a mismatched libido most couples are mismatched libido it's very unusual to actually have same libido that makes perfect sense 
another question I have here says, why do people like threesomes? Are they considered addicts? Are they consider they just tired of normal one-on-one sex? <laughs> well, um, first of all, it's it's very popularized by porn right now. So I would say definitely porn has to do something with it. Uh, but I would say, why not? If you look at sex as something nice, right? If you don't look at sex as uh, something horrible and disgusting. If you look at sex as something nice and beautiful and a beautiful energy exchange, then why wouldn't you want to do it with three people? I don't know. The, those then argument could be, why wouldn't you do an orgy then? <laughs> <laughs> like, I think I like threesome idea with more than an orgy idea. I think orgy is way too much out of my, like, just I mean, my I, brain. I wonder if it's the people that want to do it is because it's just curiosity. There's like a sex journal and it's a sex drive maybe. I just asked people today on my Instagram. I asked them, I was like, do you dream about or have you fantasized or fantasize about threesome? And literally 70% of people or something like that, yes, they do fantasize. And, and I can guarantee you that most of them are because of porn right porn. now. That's, yeah. Another question is, what's considered too much sex? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you, what is that? Because for who? For who? For a couple, too much say for sex. husband. It depends. Asking. It's it's just really depends on people. Like too much. Like the the sex addiction, for example. I don't. Be, I'm not a believer in that bullshit. So sex addiction is there to just uh, again demonize sex in a way. They were like, just some guys who had high sex drive were going and not like want and had all the money and fame and started sleeping with all the women and then. They were like, oh, shit, what should I say now? <laughs> I can't say that I, I just fucked up. Oh, let me say I have an addiction. So then entire industry builds up on that. And then trying to treat these guys as sex addiction. Oh, it's not my fault. You know, I, I'm an addict. I mean, I, I mean, the word addict is a strong word, I think, in my yeah. opinion. There, there are a bunch of psychologists who disagree with that stupid motion. I'm, I'm one of them. I'm not a psychologist, but I disagree with that motion. So too much sex would be if you are dying out of it. Are you hurting yourself? Then too much sex. Yeah, if you are hurt, hurting yourself. Yeah. Here's another one from a, from a someone who's young has not that much experience. He says, mm-hmm. "How can men gain confidence to please their women?" Um, it's actually so easy because most men suck so much that you do just a little bit extra. You do just like 20, 30 minutes for play, you're 1%. I think foreplay is such an important piece of, of yeah. The sex. Yeah, so focus on foreplay and do not, do not uh, think about your penis size. Literally, girls mostly don't care. As long as you have something, like they, they will like your finger if you're good at it. So it's like, just don't worry about your penis size, which is a big deal because of this porn again. And even even if girls are saying that they like big or whatever, it's because they didn't experience good small one because most uh, guys who would have smaller size, they would be just so insecure that it would affect their uh, performance as well. Stop worrying about your size. It doesn't matter. What matters is how you do it, how, how you are pleasing her, how are you into the moment and so on. So confidence will come from you making her basically scream. And uh, that would happen if you just spend time in foreplay, like just kissing around and 
So someone who's brand new into the whole foreplay business, do you recommend them like a site or a seminar? I literally have a video for them, literally on YouTube. Go watch it. I do have a video for exactly that. So I'm definitely going to add that to my social media. So we can definitely add that video. If if you watch that video, you will definitely get into that. The 1% of guys who would do that and would be way better. Interesting. That's that's awesome. I'm definitely going to send that link and put that link. Another question I have is, I am single because of this pandemic. I'm not able to go out to meet other people. Mm-hmm. I'm shy and feel a certain way about toys. How do I introduce myself to trying a toy for the first time? Very difficult question because I don't like. I don't know. It's it's very much just start getting like some. Don't get something huge size, whatever. Like obviously, just <laughs> get something smaller and start there like if you want to necessarily like a dildo or something to insert then start somewhere medium smaller size like don't go too large and also uh, uh, what I would always recommend to someone is not to uh, overuse it toys do tend to desensitize the clitoris really so the more you use Um, toys they could I, I've got, I've got one or like they send me Lilo. They are extremely high quality, like very high quality. And I advertise for them. I can tell you that if someone uses this every day, they're most likely will be desensitized. They are great. No, don't get me wrong. It's great. It's like, you will come in a second. But mm. what I'm saying is that it's like, so it's really good. So because it's so good, don't use it every the single day. day much pace yourself basically what i i told everyone pace yourself don't go too crazy with it so if whatever toy you get don't overuse it if they have a buzzing any kind of any kind of vibration don't use it as often yeah if, if it doesn't have a vibration that's fine also oh another thing um bunch of toys have horrible chemicals in them so i do recommend using condoms on most of them that makes sense i mean play safe safe sex yeah yeah Yeah, the the most toys are not made in any type of uh safe to go inside you in a warm environment wow that's good yeah i have one more question and it's very interesting and it's actually what you spoke about earlier about marriage and sex been married for over 10 years and i'm getting bored of the same routine same positions i'm asking him to spice it up and he gets mad it gets to the point that I'd rather just not have sex at all. How can I introduce him to some of these stuffs without him feeling offended by his ego? <laughs> That's a tough one because, you know, you have one partner who, who's not collaborating. I don't know if she's, if she, like, what What do most men want? I don't know, suggest a threesome. So, so I asked my, a bunch of my friends the same scenarios, and I always ask them, like, what is it? How would you feel comfortable if one of your girlfriends or anyone when your date tells you, let's spice it up? Yeah. And you say no. And what will scare you? I do have one of my friends that tells me if my girlfriend tells me she wants to have a threesome, I'll freak out because I don't like that stuff. And yeah. Like, there are some men who freak out on that. Which, and then, um, yeah. and there, there are some men who are like dreaming that their girl would ask them that. And, and then, also what kind of threesome? That's also another. Thing. If someone is not collaborating with your pleasures, it's going to be a fight. But fights are fine. Couples fight <laughs> Couples fight. I mean, in general, everyone fights. I just think that people get delicate with the word sex. Um, yeah. I think social media causes people to misinterpret what sex is because of social media. Why do people think that 
if you just offer sex, that's good enough to be in a relationship. Like when you ask a man, when you ask a man, what do you have to offer me? The woman says, oh, I'm great in bed. I'm just the best in bed. I actually don't, I've never heard a woman say anything like that. It, it is mostly actually men who I think imply, imply that on women when women are like, um, I want, because they're offended, they, they get defensive, okay? Because women are like, oh, I want my man to have this, 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 like uh, all the things, right? And then men are like, oh, but what do you have to offer? Just like your body and beauty. And it's like, uh, actually, you are fight. both of you are fighting about something that's very primal, very something that you cannot really change, meaning a man who like visuals, about women, that's really not changeable. You, it's in your backbone <laughs> um, to like younger women, for example, and to like uh, good looking women. You can't change that. Like you can fight as much as you want. You can change that. Same thing with women liking men who have money or success. That means that they are potential, both of them basically like each other because of a potential offsprings, mm. even if they don't have children the potential offspring that's healthiest, possibly healthiest and possibly uh, the most, like many offsprings. So that's why men would like someone who is younger and women would like someone who is successful because that means safer version of giving offspring uh, in nowadays society. Pretty much communication is a key component, right? Just be honest. And if you love each other, wouldn't you just try at least once to see how it works? there are women who only offer sex or whether that's not really true women offer way more than sex in gen in most cases they offer lots of affection lots of guys don't talk to each other about the, their feelings they use their women to talk about their feelings they never talk about with each other usually yeah you know? unless we're unless we're really shit drunk or something that's the only way we're gonna share yeah, <laughs> yeah. and it would be like shameful so anyways it's just is not true i think it's very vague kind of saying to say some women offer only sex that's bullshit i agree ever, here's one of my last questions i have for me you ever met an info that's bullshit as well really <laughs> I, the reason why i want to know because i've met someone who told me so one of my earlier days years ago i i do like you know assessments on people to get to know them and she literally put a paper i'm a nymphomania i'm like okay um, i have no idea what that is and she's like, I am literally a nymphomaniac. I'm like, okay, explain to me what does that mean? Yeah. I have a daddy. I have everyone. I need to, I crave all this. I'm like, let me just Google this first because I had no idea what it meant. But then when I looked it up, I'm like, wait a minute. Nymphomaniac was literally created a word for women who had any kind of sexual desire because when the word was creating created, people thought that women didn't have sexual desires. And it was a dysfunction to have any sexual thank you because i was so confused i'm thinking my head it just sounds to me like you're just very open you're very into sex yeah for for the masses it's not actually that unusual women are like that many women are like that it's just they're quiet about it because it's so shameful nothing's different from just saying that you're just very into sex nothing yeah yeah no nothing different she probably just enjoyed sex because i'm thinking compared to what if that was a man telling me that it's just yeah. he's a hornball. That's it. Yeah, you would be like, oh well. So I don't know about. I you. feel like I learned so much today. I feel like I just got so much input, and I think a lot of the things you spoke is a lot about being comfortable with your own body at the same time. Communication, like, what is your goals now that you have over what seven hundred k, right? 
Mm-hmm. Um, my goals. Uh, it's a year uh, later, right? You're about to make a year from the day you lost your job, correct? It will be March. Year March. will be March. Yeah. And how do you see yourself? Like, wow, like, like from that day down to now. Now I call myself a sex expert. Before I was like. You questioned yourself. I, I, I didn't question myself. I, I was more like, I didn't really even believe that it was possible to like gain this many following, like these many people watching you and hearing you and so on. That's great. I, I mean, I, mean I, I have so much, like I read so much articles about philosophy, mental health, like psychology. And a lot of my friends come to me for advice. And I'm like always thinking, should I go back to school for this? Or should I take courses and focus on relationship, couple relationships? And I'm always wondering like, Ugh, should I, should I not do it? But you I think it depends. On that. Yeah, I think it depends. For, for me, I'm, I'm right now just in a, actually in a place where I'm thinking what to do next like what what's my next test we can see i moved on on youtube now i'm like posting on youtube as well uh which is which is just a new platform but i want to like grow somewhere so I, I was thinking maybe i'll do some i'll introduce some one-on-ones maybe i'll do a little bit of one-on-ones with some people definitely maybe. i think that's great um, um but i want it to be accessible i don't want it to be like some very uh, expensive kind of thing that you can't reach you know I want it to be for more normal people <laughs> because because mental health is pretty expensive yeah yeah because I, I I've been to your lives before and a lot of people show up and they just they wait we listen we're just there listening to see what you're going to say next and it's great to have someone out there that's not scared and I do think sometimes when you think about therapy and counseling, they're limited. They can't say certain things because they're scared. Oh, yeah. Gee, oh, my God. There's so many things they cannot say because they lose their license. Exactly. So that's the reason uh. why I, I'm thinking this right now, because I'm thinking in my head, when people tell me, you know, I've been a case manager, social service working people, they're like, oh, do you like it? I'm like, no. I'd rather be somewhere where I don't have to worry about what I got to say because I'm blunt. I keep it very real. Everyone else yeah. don't want to tell you. I'm, I'm tired of people sugarcoating things. I yeah. have, That's why I think when it was an attention grabber, seeing your videos, it was straight to the point. Why? Th- here's the thing. Because I, I, was, I, I started even with, like, I was so scared the entire years of not doing this. And then once I s- stepped over that, I, I was like, okay, now it's, now I don't care. I mean, I'm in it now. <laughs> that's it. You know, I keep on looking yeah. at your wine glass right now. And it's like, is camouflaging disappearing on me. I'm like, oh my God. So I was gonna watch this video, you're gonna see this Harry Potter <laughs> type of glass where it disappears. I think world. my my background should have been like vaginas or something like that. Hey. And all, I'm no, I'm sitting in, in space. In space. Well, you know what? You're out of this world because the stuff we talk about <laughs> is not for normal people, right? <laughs> no, it is for normal people. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. It's just not scary. We could, we, it's, it's interesting how we could just talk about sex like nothing without feeling some weird way about it. <laughs> I well, have... I, don't, I don't. I never did. <laughs> really? So, like, besides TikTok, it's when you talk to no, your I friends was, about it. That, that, that was my role in friends group always. <laughs> really? Oh, no. My friends, when it comes to me, like, I'm not harsh. I don't hold back when it comes to sex. I'll be like, yo, you heard of this? You ever heard of that? I think it's normal and healthy. What I mean, what is normal even? like? No, no, but what do you think now with this pandemic? Do you think... I think after this pandemic, this lockdown, either people got to know themselves a lot more better, or I think it just became the worst of the worst. 
No, I, I think, well, obviously we have horrible stats in terms of like suicides and stuff like that. Uh-huh. But um, for for some people, I think it was very much good of a wake up call in terms of what they were doing before. And they're like, I live in Toronto and I've been like, I've been seeing people go, come and go from work with sad faces. They were dead inside, okay, from morning like I would go from morning to work and in Sabah I would see like thousands of people <laughs> with dead eyes, okay? Mm. They did not like their life. Mm. They would go to work, come back, sleep, no, eat, watch a TV, sleep, get up, go to work, hate it, come back, do the same. I, I, I hate routines. I feel like life is so... You only, live, you only live once and I think having a routine life really, really could hurt you yeah so i think i think for that for those people it was really good wake up call even though it's hard right now and we're like it's horrible especially for some poor extroverted like me (laughs) videos don't help by the way they don't it doesn't i've I've taken the is a like a personality test i am enfj so that's my sign so oh interesting and look what you talk about (laughs) you talk when you interesting yeah. i feel like everything I, i learned a lot today and i'm so happy and i like to end my show all the time with you telling me your favorite motivational quote Please yeah it's share. not i don't think it's really motivational but it's it motivational favorite. but if it's your favorite quote just it, it is literally the quote that i live by what is it is um so it's an einstein's quote uh everyone is genius but if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree it will live its whole life believing that it is stupid. Meaning that if you judge yourself against things that other people are good at, you may be not so good and you might think that you're stupid, but you have your own gift where you will thrive and you're good at and great. So that's what you have to focus on. I like that. I like that a lot. Oh, I like that. Like I said, I'm definitely going to share some of your videos on my Instagram. I'm definitely going to definitely sure. going to ask you link link with this. And I'm and like I said, um, thank you so much for being part of this. And it's my a blessing. Pleasure. I feel like we're going to help somebody who's going to listen to this and like going to feel more comfortable with the sexuality. I hope so. That's why I'm doing this. Yeah. And, and thank you so much for inviting me. No, no, and definitely I hope we get you a lot of more followers and I hope can't wait to see more of your YouTube video. Hey, if you ever need a guest, let me know. I'll definitely be up in that. I'm very blunt. Yeah, very I'm, about, I'm about to edit one. So thank you once again. And like always saying, you know, live it, love it, and fuck it. Live life to the fullest, love it. Yeah. And you know. Live it, love it, fuck it. For sure. <laughs>